Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOUL. New SkyRadio.com. Believe. Can an entire city be the victim of a parasite attack? Is it possible that everything we see around us is an illusion? What is the or I should say, who is the Emperor? Hello there, and welcome to the 268th broadcast of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Ben, and asking those rather odd questions are my are my co-host. And, yeah, the odd questions came from my co-host mm, proper number, and partner the in the paranormal, my dad. Okay. So this evening, we dive back into our stack of emails with many different questions and observations about paranormal subjects, including 2012, the 2012 prophecies and what might follow. And if you'd like to give us a call, uh, and you can talk to us. So uh, now is the time before we get going, or you can even call us during the show, and the number is 248-545-7685. Again, that's 248-545-7685. All right, so uh, let's get to the first one here. All right. This is a rather strange one, and it comes from from uh, Melinda in Hamilton, Ontario. She says we can use her full name, but I'm not going to. Uh, just go up to that slash there, because it's very complicated. Okay. <clears throat> she says, I have an emergency uh, paranormal situation in the whole city. I have heard a radio program of you and uh, read some of your website information, and you seem very knowledgeable in this area. I have psychic abilities myself, and I have emailed three paranormal teams in Ontario and Canada. Uh, they, e- they emailed me back. Some of them did, at least, but I need further help. Uh, the city and me and I are very, are badly attacked. All right, we're going to stop there because this goes on into numerology and astrology and uh, this sort of thing. But initially... What I'd like to address here, uh, she brings up the issue of can an entire area be affected by, well, in this case, parasites or, or paranormal activity in general. And I have to give that a big yes, because in 19, well, my first case in which the, this uh, was a factor was 1975, and I referred to it as the, uh, we just sort of call it the Bristol case, the Bristol, Connecticut case. It's in my book, uh, Footsteps in the Attic, published 1998. And I, that was really the first time that I found that not only can paranormal phenomena affect an entire area, but that it always does affect an entire area. Now, none of my mentors, not Edmund Rain Warren, not the Rhines, not any of the clergy I worked with who were into this subject, ever seemed to tell me or, or, or indicate in any way that the paranormal uh, can affect an entire area. Now, when I say the paranormal, I'm talking particularly about parasitical entities or, quote-unquote, ghosts, anything of, the, anything of this kind. But it was in that Bristol case of 1975, and, and the answer to, of course, this Hamilton, Ontario question is, sure, it's possible that an entire city could be affected. And I first got the hint of that, again, in Bridge, uh, I should say, Bristol, Connecticut, 1975. And it was a case I was working on by myself with my, my uh, protege, my, my good friend, uh, Joseph Latender, who was a, today is a teacher in the Chicago area. And he was a, sort of a good right hand to me in the, my, some of my earliest days of paranormal research. He also was a seminary student, a student for the priesthood. And this was a hilltop area where a new housing development had been built. 
in such areas, uh, very often you will find that it is an old farm uh, and that there is an existing farmhouse and the uh, surrounding lands have been sold off for the development of the, the housing uh, subdivision or subdivisions. In this case, uh, several of the new houses were affected by uh, what I would today refer to as parasitical activity. And one family called me in, or actually called the Warrens, and I guess they, they gave the case to me. And I, I went in and, and I was immediately told about several things that today I would consider very negative. The woman would, uh, had looked, been looking out her front window and had seen the, 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 the old farmhouse was across the road with uh, some fields still left and a broken down building. She had seen a huge dark shape in broad daylight moving across this field, absolutely enormous, and uh, with no natural explanation of any kind of sh- think of. They had begun to experience uh, eyes looking out from under their, cou- their, their couch, red eyes and red eyes looking in the window, shades of Mothman in a way there, mm. uh, strange growlings taking place under furniture, uh, things of this kind, all very negative. The children were frightened. And uh, in the middle of the conversation, she happened to mention, you know, I was talking to my neighbor. And strangely enough, uh, she said that she herself was experiencing things similar to that in, in her house, and she was very frightened. And uh, very often neighbors don't even know each other today, but in the 70s, people well, were getting that way. But they, they to have stumbled upon uh, the information in a conversation like that was kind of lucky because it showed us what we were dealing with to an extent. Now, interestingly, the old farmhouse uh, that had been the center of this area was still occupied. And the child would come out and ride the bike, and the new children in, in this new neighborhood would make fun of the child, claiming that the, the mother was a witch. You know, uh, used as a pejorative, of course, uh, in those days, more than today, I hope. Anyway, uh, the woman who lived there was a little bit older and uh, was uh, the object of some sympathy by the woman in the house of the family who had called me. And she said that she had invited her over for tea. And uh, she, the woman had come over to the new house, and, and uh, they had a, had a pleasant conversation, but she seemed rather nervous and, and had there was something odd about her. And she, But she returned the invitation, and the woman I was interviewing uh, was went over to the old farmhouse and uh, had tea over there and had a, a pleasant conversation. He said, but she said that the, uh, the atmosphere was very strange, and all of a sudden an ashtray rose off the coffee table and floated across the room. And uh, the woman who lived there uh, paid very little attention to it and said, oh, don't worry about that. It's just the ghost. <laughs> so needless to say, our, our friend um, uh, beat a hasty retreat and went back to her own house across the road. So this is sort of the background here. And it came and said, well, this is interesting. You know, the, it seems like the whole area seems to be affected. And sure enough, the more I looked into it and the more Joseph Latender looked into it, uh, sure enough, there were odd things in the background of this place as well. The broken down... Uh, building seemed to be a center of this and what occurred there was that some uh, the least what was told to me was that some workers had been tearing it down uh, at the behest of the developers of this area and had refused to work any further because one of them had felt cold hands around his neck also several of the um, of the workers including the foreman did not like some of the feelings they got there, uh, there were all sorts of strange energies. And sure enough, I walked across the road, and I ran up against a wall 
of electromagnetic energy. It was uh, the, the kind we frequently frequently describe on the show. The skin was crawling and all sorts of strange things were going on. I took a number of photographs. Um, of course, at the time, you know, it was still very seat of the pants operation. We had uh, a couple of uh, Instamatic cameras and, and things of that kind. Uh, we did. Well, I did record uh, some things, but EVPs were um, almost unknown at the time, and I, I never heard any in any recordings I had. But in any case, it was a very strange situation. So uh, Latender, meanwhile, was down in the town records of uh, this town of Bristol, Connecticut, and he found uh, that there was some indication uh, that there had been a, a child whose birth had never been recorded. Now, so I, I oddly, he found some record of it, uh, just in the rumors of old newspapers, things of this kind. And there is some, there was some opinion by f- psychic friends of mine at the time that this child uh, had been confined in this old building which was being torn down. And not only that, but that the building itself had a very, very uh, negative history uh, during the 1920s. It had been a, a speakeasy, as they called, you know, illegal liquor was, sown, uh, was, was there. There had been several shootings. Very, very negative sort of uh, energy that, that would attract parasitical entities. So that was interesting. So after the first interview and finding out all that in one day, I got into my my 1968 Ford Fairlane, and I I started driving down the hill, and all of a sudden there was something in the car with me. The door, or the passenger side door, blew open, and uh, my cars have never been, been can testify have never been known for their cleanliness, and uh, there's some quite a bit of clutter in their papers. They all everything went flying out onto the side of the road. Well, the following evening, I was at the Warrens' house in Monroe, Connecticut, and a number of people were, were there for dinner. And I happened to be talking to my friend, uh, Mary Pascarella, who was a uh, well-known psychic at the time. I have lost touch with her over the years. And her opinion was that this child, of course, it was still it was the spiritualist approach. It was some kind of a ghost, and the child had sensed a sensitive person in me. I was a student for the priesthood, and I had worked with retarded children and all this sort of thing. So uh, I, um, uh, this, is, this, this was her opinion. Uh, looking back on it, however, I would say that simply had uh, so much uh, negative energy in this area that these parasitic entities were attacked and were looking for something to eat uh, with, with these families. The particular family I was dealing with originally uh, had all, sort, all of a sudden had all sorts of financial problems and stress that they had not had before they moved to this area. And that could be explainable in some other ways, but, you know, it's a pattern that one sees and that is also continued in the theme of Melinda's uh, letter here, which I don't want to get away from because that's what we're talking about. So that's a long answer but a short question. Yes, parasitical entities can affect an entire area. Well, imagine how terrible the answers would be if you were just like, yes, moving on. Well, I suppose, at least give some people some background. Yeah. Now, there are reasons why we interpret things the way we do. Um, ben, you have anything to say about that? I know, you, obviously, you were not even a glint in my eye in 1975, but... Uh, I I've never seen anything to indicate... I, I believe it's entirely possible, but I've never, I've never run into anything. Well, think about that. What? The Torrington case. Talk about affecting a whole area. Well, yeah, but I have... It's not anything negative... 
what the armed troops and and, and that's, the well, that's not a parasite. You're talking well, about that's parasites. True. Well, that's true. There weren't any armed troops in Bristol, I must say, at the time. So in any case, yeah, no, and no, I, I hear you. It's, it's it, it was it does happen though, and it, it really steams my clams, and it does. Now, just to continue, I'll, I'll just go a little bit on with what Melinda here says. Uh, said she studied numerology and astrology and the whole. I, I don't know. I don't know what she did here. She, she maybe she is not a, a native of this area. But so the whole city got upset with her, uh, or at least in starting with a small group of people, uh, she put, um, I don't know if English is her first language here, but anyways, they attacked her, uh, they copied her style, used her energy, uh, she heard taunting and personal number codes in stores. Now, okay, here's where it gets a little strange. Now, certainly you can say... Well, obviously, Belinda is some kind of, of fruitcake, but I mean, yeah, that's very possible. On the other hand, I've seen renowned fruitcakes turn out to be people who are actually experiencing things that we are not. And I've had every evidence to indicate that that's the case. So uh, we're going to look more into this. And, and now that we've answered the question, yes, it could affect the entire city. I know Hamilton, Ontario. I spent a lot of time in Ontario as a student. Uh, it's, I've always found it to be a very pleasant place, nice people. Um, but we'll, we'll, we're going to look into this a little further. Uh, it does sound like it's kind of a little over the around the bend here, I mean, as far as the whole people doing this. Oh, and we got a wrap. I'm sorry, I didn't even notice. <laughs> we'll be right back. Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS News Sky Radio, NewSkyRadio.com. Stick around. CBS Radio's The New Sky. NewSkyRadio.com. This is The Lisa J. Smith Show. So you say you want to be a rock star, so why don't you go ahead and be one? This is Lisa J. Smith. You can listen to me every day at 3 o'clock Eastern. Lisa J. Now, right here at CBS Radio, The Sky. Look up to the sky. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Reach out. NewSkyRadio.com. Like a maze Where all of the walls Are continually changed And I Done all I can To stand on the steps With my heart in my hand Now I'm Starting to see Maybe it's got nothing To do with me Fathers be good to your daughters Daughters will love like you do Girls become lovers Who turn into mothers So mothers be good To your daughters too Oh, you see that skin It's the same she's been Standing in Since the day She saw him walking away Now she's left Cleaning up the mess he made So fathers be good to your daughters Daughters will love like you do Girls become lovers Who turn into mothers 
brothers, so mothers be good to your daughters too. Boys, you can pray. You find out how much they can take. Boys will be strong, and boys don't do wrong. But boys will be calm without one from a woman's good, good heart. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248 545 Soul. New SkyRadio.com. Most disconcerting break I've ever been through. Anyway, we're back behind the paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno, and we are going through emails tonight. And we are just about wrapped. We're, we're, we've wrapped up the one from Hamilton, Ontario. We're going to look into that. Now, this is one from Doug in Alabama about portals. Um, well, Doug writes to us. I heard you sharing uh, sharing about the portals to uh, remove souls to another time in space. I have been studying, uh, quote-unquote, wheels for some time now, uh, well, since 1999. Uh, I have seen through uh, the wheels and other sides of things, and it, it takes years and years to understand what what we are doing. Um, it seems you understand very little, and you're and you are guessing quite a bit. When I got the message, got the message, I, I, uh, I too thought that. Uh, people needed to hear what was going on, only to be called crazy and shut out by so many walking the same path. The suggestion: don't cast your pearls among swine. I have much I can share share with you, and maybe focus the lens a little if you choose to call. All right. Well, first of all, everybody wants us to call them, and you know, with, with thousands of emails after the May appearance on Coast to Coast, and, and hundreds, maybe at least a hundred a week, just from our own show, it's it's really difficult to get to people but let me just go back to what uh doug is saying here uh first of all we let me give you a background this goes back again to the famous broadcast where we're talking uh where we went as farther out than we ever have before and said that the indications we get from the entities we rub elbows with in paranormal work uh which we consider not ghost hunting or spirit guides or anything we consider it simply cosmic journeying and communication with neighbors in parallel realities <laughs> okay well, that was weird all right and oh, uh, yeah, I know yeah get rid of that just, just, just keep talking all right all right be, don't okay no i'm just all right fine sorry everybody all right so what what we're talking about here was not uh, was the the impression that we've gotten from a number of these uh conversations if you will and been through his own uh, unique work that i don't do in in uh multiverse communication through, I guess, shamanic activity, 
we believe that uh, there will be some difficult times, extremely difficult times, uh, between 2012 and 2016. I'm not a believer in this stuff generally, but this is what we seem to uh, believe and to have picked up. And it's I'm going back to uh, Doug's sentence here on removing souls to another time and space. It's not removing souls. There will be... Uh, according to, if this is correct, some sort of escape that's going to be required, but it's it's completely physical. Now, we're not talking about a, a bunch of, you know, loons committing suicide or anything like that, or any spaceships picking people up. That's not what we're talking about. There seems to be some indication that there will be holes in the fabric of uh, the multiverse and the, the boundaries of space-time, and people will be able to physically escape to what I refer to as the good world. It's, again, and, and if you, the multiverse awareness will tell us that we live in many of these worlds at the same time. And it's simply a matter of expanding consciousness and altogether uh, going to the worlds we kind of want to go to make, to make uh, better lives for ourselves, not as individuals, but as a species. So anyway, that's a lot to swallow, but this is what he's referring to. And, and now he's talking about wheels, and I'm not sure what he means. Now, is that an... You're more in tune with Native American teaching than I am, Ben. Does that mean anything to you, the wheels thing? Never heard of it. Huh. Um, I have heard of it in, in some terms of Eastern philosophy, if that's what he's talking about. Wheels meaning cycles and things come around and uh, you know what goes around comes around, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, for some time now since 1999, he says, and I have seen through the wheels the other sides of things. Okay, I guess I can... I can see what he's talking about there. There's an old saying, you can't see the elephant unless you walk around it. Now, same thing with the multiverse. You can't see that unless you kind of walk around it as well and see all the aspects. It takes years and years, that's true, any spiritual uh, activity does to be successful. Uh, to understand what we are doing, it seems you understand very little and are guessing quite a bit. Well, I don't know. I think we know quite a bit. But I, but I myself am very reluctant to talk about it, which a lot of people said they noticed, uh, noticed when I talk about it, they did, they noticed on that particular show. I barely ever talk anyway, so. No, well, you know, Ben is not very verbal, but I just, uh, I, I'm reluctant to talk about it because it goes against all my intellectual, um, feet on the ground approach that I've always tried to have to the paranormal, but I'm thinking, you know, well, I have really no choice, so I'm talking about it anyway. So I don't know if I'm going to get in touch with Doug here, but, uh, I do thank him for his letter, and he's welcome to write again. And I simply um, uh, wonder here if uh, he understands what we were saying. Now, anyway, oh, here's a. This is a little more lighthearted, a bit refreshing. This is from Keith in Circle Pines, Minnesota. Keith has written to us before. Keith Jensen says we can use his name. Has written to us before, and <laughs> Ben and I were very amused by his uh, expression here, and he sort of explains what it means. Okay, uh, dear Paul and Ben, thank you for reading my email on the air, and it was quite shocking to hear it on, on the podcast while just working at my, at my desk, my 15 minutes of fame, so to speak. Um, there apparently was some confusion regarding Jump of the Shark. Jump the Shark is an idiom for my, for when a favorite show reaches its peak and begins to, and begins a slow but inevitable decline. It refers to the episode on Happy Days where people thought the program began uh, to become poorly written and frankly horrid to watch. Uh, no worries, you are not declining, just getting better. <laughs> That's nice. Thank you, Keith. After a couple of emails about end of the world and uh, the destruction of Hamilton, Ontario, I think uh, that was a nice, uh, uh, a nice little interlude. 
Uh, here's another one. This is from William in Tri-Cities, Washington, and William writes about the good world. Okay. Um, William writes, uh, I spent my, my life uh, with the incorrect assumptions of classical physics, had cancer treatment, uh, then my, and then my employer went out of business and spent my savings. If there is a VIP list for the Good World Portal, then sign me up. Okay. And the reason we read this is because people ask, you know, a lot of people are asking, what, where is the, not where is the Good World, but how are we going to get there? I mean, if things get really hairy here, the parasites come through the thinning walls of the uh, thinning membranes of the multiverse here uh, because of the astronomical phenomena that are occurring, or which are without a doubt. And uh, they ask, well, wh- where do we go? What do we do? And the, f- the fact is, we just don't know. Maybe you don't have to go anywhere. Maybe it's simply a matter of multiverse awareness. And I kind of think it is. And Ben and I, as a matter of fact, are getting ready to te- teach a uh, class uh, locally here in Rhode Island. It's through the Learning Connection in Providence where people can come. And just We're going to just cue in on what we know about this. And we're going to have a guest in a few weeks, uh, Todd Banks, must have been surprised probably, who is just an ordinary guy who has um, been a student of mine and has learned about the multiverse and multiverse living and has done so in a very balanced way, as we intended. And he's just a, a great fellow who uh, will share this kind of expanded existence uh, with us on the show. And this is, I think, what it might take to get to the good world, you know, e- even if, the, you know, whether or not this this rather grim scenario even occurs. So the little boy who kind of started it all off and away from me in 1991, uh, the, the terminal ill child I often mention, Peter, uh, referred to the high men and the low men, or as we say, the high people or the low people, you know, people who are, and, and he, he said distinctly, and I've heard other people say, and I'm beginning to believe that there are two very distinct parts of the human race. One, uh, perhaps uh, completely under the thrall of, of the parasitical entities, you might refer to as the low people who are concentrated on low things and uh, I don't know, they are cruel and, and uh, have you know, no remorse for things that are done and hopefully they are not uh, very many, but one wonders today seeing the evil around the world uh, as we see it now. And then in the uh, uh, on the other side seem to be the, the high people as the boy called them and as I've heard references to here and there and you know, various multiversal experiences so to speak and they uh, seem to be the people who will be coming through these portals, who will be, if you want to say, saved. And people have written asking about, are, are we paganizing the Christian idea of the rapture, or are, or what are we doing? And, I mean, but this rapture idea is is a 19th century idea, first of all, I mean, in its current form. And we'll get into this in another show uh, when we have Dr. Joy Pugh coming on to talk about that. Uh, so I don't want to anticipate that, but the, it, it seems to be a universal archetypal understanding uh, of of some sort of uh, if you want to call it salvation or rescue or something, because it's happened before apparently in the history of of the world, and uh, the parasites seem to have a pattern by which they will literally come in and attack and destroy worlds once they have gotten all they can to eat. Or again, again, it, it's like. Um, uh, one colony of ants destroying another. I mean, it, it, it's, it's an, uh, entire, seems to be entirely natural and uh, rather the nerve-wracking to talk about. But anyway, here we are uh, with another email. This is from Mike 
in Charlotte, North Carolina. I wanted to mention a lot of people, when, when they fill out the form on our site, uh, they check that they want our newsletter. We have had a weekly or semi-weekly newsletter that comes by email and just it pretty much tells you about the guests and the shows and anything Ben and I might be working on at the time. And we've had, we've suspended that briefly because we are, I guess the term is migrating to a new computer system and for the first time in eight years. So I am in tomorrow land as far as all the new software is concerned and, and, uh, we get, we're, as we put together that news- newsletter, it will resume shortly, uh, hopefully in a few weeks. But uh, w- the reason you're not receiving it if you are subscribers is, is because of that. And we have said that on the website. Just, we're getting a lot of questions about it, so I just wanted you to know that. So anyway, here we go with Mike in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay, so Mike writes, Hey, Paul, that was a great show. It was eye-opening, enlightening, and a little frightening, although the additional knowledge and uh, the spiritual awakening was very comforting. I hope to hear more of you and uh, to look for your books. Now, that's a very complimentary and self-serving sort of thing to read, but I did want to comment on the frightening part. Multiversal awareness has a dark side, as I saw in psychiatric wards in uh, many, you know many years ago as a graduate student. So I would just suggest that... Uh, if you are beginning to become aware of these things, and many people are, whether they want to or not, because of these thinning membranes, as we, we believe is the, expo- is the explanation. Then your memory gets worse. Yeah, and your memory tends to get worse and things like that uh, do occur. You, you begin to, and this is what we're going to talk about with Todd when he's on the show. Uh, you'll notice buildings will be in different places because you're passing through all sorts of different ones and you're far more aware of it. Then you are, but it is possible to keep is and not all that difficult to keep your feet on the ground and to become better at what you do in your conscious life, better at what you are, better parent, because of this of this awareness. It isn't necessarily going to drive you crazy, which is something you should. A very important point. So uh, there's no need to be overly frightened. Okay, simply to to uh, keep your feet on the ground. Okay, now this is a question. This is from Brian in Mansfield, Ohio. Now the Mansfield. Athens area in Ohio, and I'm, frankly, I'd have to look at a map to see how close they are to each other. There's constant, we seem to have a lot of listeners there, and there are constant reports of bizarre things happening in those areas. So perhaps one of those areas where an entire community is affected, perhaps, I don't know, or several communities. Anyway, this is from Brian. Okay. I feel after listening to you folks uh, that we may have a parasitic entity in our home. My family is in bad bad shape mentally and physically. Okay, now we're going to stop right there because we're almost down to another break here. But uh, Ben will continue after the break. But again, and it, this is something we've been running into more and more frequently, uh, parasitical entities uh, affecting families in negative ways. Uh, and I'm going to bring up our case in Providence, Rhode Island, which we are still monitoring uh, as much as we can, and this had to do with a home in which people would would move in who were relatively successful. Uh, They were renters, and uh, everything was fine, and then when they lived in this home for a while, everything would just fall apart, and the owner, the landlady, called us after four or five families simply fell apart in that place, and said, this is, you know, has to be more than than, uh, coincidence. All right, so uh, so we'll just... um, uh, Parasitic entity in the home, and uh, he's mentioning that his wife is in bad shape uh, mentally and physically. His physically, uh, oh, it is his wife. Yeah, you're right. I thought I thought it was uh, no. And they've been to a number of doctors, uh, specialists. Uh, they can treat the symptoms, but can't find the problem. Uh, and he himself says he used to be a go getter, and about three to four years ago, he just lost all his ambition. 
Uh, he mentions that his older brother uh, moved into the house, and the same thing happened to him. He was a go-getter as well, as, as, as Brian describes it, and simply lost all his uh, energy. And the son also in the house feels that he uh, is uh, losing his energy and can't, uh, can't function properly. Uh, two months later, uh, the older brother said he just uh, it took him about two months in this house to. Uh, oh, to well, have this we happen. have to wrap for a break, and you are listening to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS New Sky Radio and NewSkyRadio.com. Stay with us. Enlighten, empower, enrich. This is CBS Radio's The New Sky. New horizons, no boundaries. All day long, we're devoted to your emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being. With your direct connect to the stars, Lisa J. Smith, The Dr. Pat Show, Liz Souza, Barbara Mackie, Glynis McCants, The Wake Up Call, with L. Newman and Tom Force. Let us know how we're doing. 248-545-7685. Log on. NewSkyRadio.com. 24 hours a day. Your spiritual well-being is our concern. Awaken the extraordinary. Live the life you've imagined. Look up to the sky. CBS Radio's The New Sky. NewSkyRadio.com. New horizons. No boundaries.
Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248 545 Soul. New SkyRadio.com. Believe. Hello, and welcome back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. And we are still reading our email from uh, Brian in uh, Mansfield, Ohio. So, we were recently discussing how that, like, how that, how your, your, your life is affected by parasites mentally and physically and your health and all that good stuff. Well, we found in that Providence case that there were two gargoyles. Uh, that's what the general term would be, but they were actually carven figures or scenes that, that can be placed on, usually in garden walls, and are generally thought to be very positive, but I found a lot of weird things with them. And in this case, we thought that this was uh, a feeding station for parasitical entities in this in this Rhode Island case, and people's lives were literally falling apart, much as, as Brian described in this Ohio case. Now, he, if, if you want to read this, just this sentence, sentence there, uh, I'll, I'll wrap this up. Okay. Um... I would like you and Ben to do some sort of de- determination and help my family if you are able. Okay. Now, of course, you know, thousands of people have written to us to do the same thing. I have to tell you, Brian, that, and I did uh, write to you that we would be dealing with this on the show tonight, and I also sent you a link. Uh, it's at newenglandghosts.com at the bottom of the, um, of the links on, on the I left. I could probably try and do something from okay. here if you really want me to. Yeah, I think I think that was something I was going to suggest, that you're very good at working from long distance. But reason. in the meantime, I was suggesting you start with the uh, what to do about, uh, what to do if you feel you have a paranormal problem, which right. is an article on that site. So start with that. It's kind of a good basis because generally people like us cannot come in and just fix it, although Ben, ben is has developed to the point where he's coming close. Generally, you have to yourself be the best investigators and, and solvers here. And you do that by bringing in positive energy to, to displace the negative energy. That is sometimes not all that difficult to do. So I would say, by all means, uh, check that out on the uh, Behind the Paranormal, on the uh, New England Ghosts website at the bottom. It's what to do if you think you have a paranormal problem, and check that out. And meantime, Ben will be in touch with you, Brian about possibly doing something from long distance here. Okay? Oh, okay. All right. And again, uh, Ben is, is relatively new with this. He's very young for his, for the abilities that he has, and he'll uh, I'll leave you in, in his hands. Okay. Um, I, I'll try and email. Okay. Well, you can be in touch with him. All right. Now, here is um, one from Tracy in Fort Collins, Colorado. And Tracy writes about uh, the subject is theory. Okay. Um the uh, the Tracy writes, uh, "Hello, Paul. I have been listening to the archives of Spooky South Coast Radio for several. Yeah, those years. are our colleagues over in Southern Massachusetts. Uh, from several years ago, and I have been interested in the paranormal for most of my life. And you are the first researcher that has expressed the same hypothesis about the phenomenon that I do. I will definitely be reading your books. Uh, I have had a number of paranormal experiences." Enough to convince me that they are real. Uh, what I do not know is what they are. I I also am not um, not a psychologist, or I, I'm also not convinced that they are spirits of the dead. Additionally, my ex-husband 
is a clinical psychologist, and he and I had a number of conversations about the nature of some mental illnesses, and he never excluded the possibility that people were actually seeing the th things we could not. Uh, you mentioned the same idea in that interview, which I wished there had been more of. Um, glad I came across your work. Sincerely, T. Uh, Tracy. Yes. Well, actually, Tracy has a PhD after her name, so we were dealing with two. I, I try not to use her full name. I know. So, so Tracy PhD. <laughs> Tracy something PhD, and uh, Tracy's uh, husband, of course, being a, a clinical psychologist, is pretty impressive. So again, th this is this is just something that that brings out a number of points that I've made in the past. We notice, strangely enough, that the multiverse idea is spreading seemingly far and wide among many researchers who are thoughtful people. And again, that's we didn't invent that idea. It's just something I experienced from day one in the 1970s and couldn't explain the paranormal any other way until I ran into these theories of the multiverse. Uh, physicists approach it a certain way. I mean, and, and, and I always say, well, this is they may have stood upon the shoulders of giants and started to define these theories, but I, uh, now Ben and I, actually see them in action, and so does anybody else. Uh, so do all of us, really, because we all have experiences of one kind or another. You know, as I say, you put the car keys down, you turn around, they're gone. Uh, that's one of those things, you know, you turn up somewhere else. And uh, it could be a little bit of a glitch in space-time, which indicates vast realities and vast knowledge and vast... Uh, suggestions about what reality really is like. And uh, that can be lead into uh, remaking our spirituality as well as our view of what ghosts may be and UFOs. And all. It's all connected, and it's all one vast, big picture that I think can make us better. And one of the ways to make us better is, as we've been talking about in some other letters, to expand our consciousness, to understand that we are very, very large <laughs> beings, and that together we form one great being in a way. Uh, so that's maybe something else for another show. So anyway, I uh, wanted to thank uh, Tracy for her letter and her insights. And a lot of people write to us saying exactly the same things. That's how they feel and uh, to sort of keep talking about it. So that's what we try and do. Uh, here's uh, another one. Uh, Kathy in Vancouver, Washington, who also asks for our newsletter. But we'll get, we'll get that going as soon as we can. Everybody asks for our newsletter. Okay. Okay. Um... Uh, listening to you is like the Roberta Flack song, uh, singing my life, so to speak. I find your stories very credible because it's much like what has happened to me. Uh, I've been I've been through dealing with energy parasites, slash close close encounters with UFOs while camping and at home, and that's a short that that's the short story. I am originally from New York, but. A now grown woman, but I'm now a grown woman with uh, three raised kids, and we all have been through so much quote unquote weird stuff. It's like you guys are on the same page, or at least close. I feel like you may have answered uh, what I've been searching for since an experience I had in, on October 2nd, 1994. Um, I know you guys are probably overwhelmed, but uh, this is so, so much synchronicity for me, and maybe we all help each other by sharing. I I think I, I know of a portal, and I don't think I'm crazy, but I don't tell anyone because because uh, they would probably think I am uh, I am crazy. Uh, well, if you call, I'll be very stoked. If not, then my best wishes to you guys and help as many higher people as you can. 
Well, again, uh, I read this because it brings up the issue of portals. Thank you, man. I think we've read that before. No, we just get so many that are like this. Oh. Uh, I don't think we've read No, we, I, this is a new one on me. But in any case, uh, no, it brings up the issue of portals. And uh, I just, um, I don't know. People say, thousands literally have written saying that we're we're saying what they believe to be the case. But I feel like a freak talking about all these, this 2012-2016 period and, and crossing into the good world somehow and all this stuff. Although I feel very at home with it personally, I just am very uncomfortable talking about it. So uh, people, and, and the issue of portals here, as this, this note brings up, is a common theme through many of these. Many people say they know where portals are. Again, I'm not sure that we need to know where they are or that we need to go anywhere you know, if and when the time comes for, for this to take place, if it does. And I um, I don't put a lot of emphasis on this sort of thing. First of all, portals can move. Uh, a perfect example is when one visits many of the ancient stone circles in Europe or anywhere else on the planet. Uh, I've been to several in England and made it a point to visit one particularly obscure one uh, called the Scorehill Stone Circle in Devon uh, some years ago. And I literally hiked out in the middle of a rainstorm onto the moors where it's uh, <laughs> pretty pretty, uh, you know, chilly and, and can be very wet. And I went out there because people said that this place is still active. Many of the circles don't seem to have any more power anymore because the portal has moved. Or portal or vortex, whatever puny term you want to use to describe this great reality. But in this particular vortex uh, or circle, I, I stood there with my back up against one of the standing stones. Uh, first of all, I could not take a picture that was in focus. Every single one was out of focus, and this was an expensive camera. And secondly, I saw a very, some very interesting things. As my back was up against one of the largest stones there, uh, across the moor, you know, the, the, the field, wilderness area, swamp, you know, marsh area, whatever you want to call it, they call them moors, uh, was a, were a number of, of tors, as they call them, which are rock formations. And out from behind one came a line of people on horseback, now, everybody rides horses in Devon and, and southwest of England, or England in general, I guess. People love to ride horses, especially out in the rural areas. And it was very, and it could have been just anybody, but I mean, on a, on a crummy day like that, it just seemed very unusual. And it was a weekday, too. And these people, uh, there were a couple of people on foot, but most were on horseback, and they looked like a line of soldiers, like from, I don't know, the English Civil War or one of those times. I mean, I'm not going to pin myself to that it could have been anything but it just really struck me as extremely odd and uh for that time of day and place and weather and it, they just didn't look like modern people to me and i guess they were a great distance away so maybe i was just uh extrapolating upon the situation but anyway uh that seems to be the case so portals can move uh you may go back to the scorehill stone circle and nothing happens sometimes they can return one particular researcher I, I happened to speak with when I was in England had gone to another stone circle not too far away from there and said that he swore every time he went back, not every time, but almost every time he went back, there would be extra stones. He would count them and there, there would be less or more the next time he would go back, much as people with multiverse awareness will tell you. Uh, one case we cite frequently is a, a gentleman who would be going to work and listen to our show and, and was very interested in the multiverse idea. And he happened to go buy a house that had always been blue. And uh, all of a sudden it was red one day. And the, the owner of the house told him it's always been red. Well, yeah, yeah, in one world or another, sure. But in parallel worlds that are very close to ours, we pass through them all the time. Things are a little different here and there. That's how it is. And that, odd as it sounds, chaotic as it sounds, is one of the secrets 
to why the good world could really be the best term for heaven and because of the way things work there. Anyway, we're going to take a break now. Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS New Sky Radio, NewSkyRadio.com. Be right back. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson, astrophysicist and host of Star Talk Radio. Join me every week where I have celebrity guests, experts, and comedic co-hosts, where our task is to bring the universe down to Earth. Enlighten. Empower. Enrich. This is CBS Radio's The New Sky. New horizons. No boundaries. All day long, we're devoted to your emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being. With your direct connect to the stars, Lisa J. Smith, The Dr. Pat Show, Liz Souza, Barbara Mackey, Glynis McCants, The Wake Up Call, with L. Newman and Tom Force. Let us know how we're doing. 248-545-7685. Log on. NewSkyRadio.com. 24 hours a day. Your spiritual well-being is our concern. Awaken the extraordinary. Live the life you've imagined. Look up to the sky. CBS Radio's The New Sky. NewSkyRadio.com. New horizons. No boundaries. Discover your spirit. Listen to Spirit Guide Radio, where leading spiritual experts serve as guides to nourish your soul. Every weeknight from 11 p.m. Eastern Time, Heidi Hollis, The Outlander, The Zodiac Girls with Solaris, Laura, and Kira, Laura Lee's Spirit Salon, Life by Number with Celeste, and Keeping Life Real with Dr. Susan J. Stone. Spiritually Speaking, Radio for the Soul. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOUL. NewSkyRadio.com. And we are back behind the paranormal. And Ben and I are reading emails this evening. Many of them have to do with different paranormal subjects, but particularly the one, uh, one, the subject that has to do with the 2012-2016 period and portals and shamanic abilities and this sort of thing that people seem to be very interested in. This is a question about parasites and shaman practices from Michelle in Hawaii. All right, so Michelle writes to us. Uh, this is a question and personal experience. I believe that I have experienced these parasites my whole life. I have nightmares that I remember and ones that I am told about, but I only remember blackness. Um, in those nightmares, I'm all, always fighting. I, w- I will wake up knowing there is a man around, but I'm more, I'm more asleep and I never see him. Uh, for years, I'll go to bed with lights out, uh, but I wake up to the lights being on. I I have never been seen uh, I've never been seen for this or given medication, but uh, when I listened to you on Coast to Coast, the dream was unusual. I left my nightstand light on and went to sleep. I woke up um, to to uh, my saying, "I won't let you hurt me anymore," and I just knew uh, my side would feel I just knew my side would feel piercing pain. But soon, uh, soon, but I didn't. I didn't have any visuals uh, to go by. It was just all black as usual. And my question is, 
Would you tell your shaman friend about my experience and ask him uh, what advice on uh, what has been happening to me? And could this be part of my journey in finding my job in this world? Uh, I know I'm supposed to help people, uh, not not just the physical aspect, um, but on the uh, energy level. But specifically, uh, but specifics elude me. Please, uh, uh, plus others may be going through the same thing. Well, that's, that's why we read these on the air, is because many other people may be having the same issues, and what we say hopefully can maybe provide some some light on it anyway. This is interesting. Uh, the shaman, I believe she's referring to, is the one uh, with whom Ben works. Uh, and has uh, learned much, and I've learned much from him too. Uh, or if you want to maybe try take a shot at this too, I don't know, to help uh, uh, Michelle here, I don't know. I need more time to think about it. Yes, of course. No, I understood. But anyway, we will be in touch, Michelle. Uh, I, I just think that this is um, a, a classic situation of people waking up and, and uh, having senses of human presences and hearing sounds and this sort of thing. And again, you know, I always take it with a little bit of grain of salt when people are having these experiences uh, at or near the state of sleep, uh, simply because you are very aware at this time of uh, multiversal presences. Uh, all of us uh, sometimes will hear voices or the things that don't seem to make much sense, the sounds. I very often hear you. Huh? you know, <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? Well, yeah, well, in, in the uh, the whole issue of the... Uh, um, being being half asleep and hearing things. Why do you hear my voice? Well, not not very often, but I mean, occasionally. It's just, it seems to be relatively random. And I think it's because in that state we are very aware of the worlds around us and things are just happening routinely um, in, in worlds that are very much like ours. Maybe we're going to pass through them during the day. And uh, that seems to be the case. So uh, some of this may not be... Uh, anything to be overly concerned about, but of course the negativity is you know the waking up to uh, blackness uh, that, that that could uh, indicate some sort of temporal lobe problem in in the brain uh, then again, uh, what is the nature of these problems? Are they you know, real things that we're we're perceiving or are they the chemical imbalances so anyway, uh, we will uh, be in touch with you here, Michelle, and try to uh, see if we can't um, at least render some advice uh, and and see what uh, might be going on on a, on a deeper level. Why don't you put this with this one? Okay. okay. All right. All right. Uh, we are coming up here toward the end of the show, and I did want to get to a little bit of paranormal news here, because something we almost never have a chance to do, despite the fact we still have a million emails to go through. I wanted to point this out. This is from our good friend Lon Strickler, uh, certainly phantomsandmonsters.com. Uh, Lon is a tremendous collector of these, these amazing situations that occur, uh, both from the past and from current uh, times in the paranormal uh, things that are, that are occurring. Now, this occurred in uh, just not that long ago, uh, in uh, August 19th, 2011, just a few days ago. And this is unedited as, as Lon received it. And uh, this uh, person writes, while driving south on Highway 169, this is in Missouri, we saw one large UFO. At first glance, it seemed like a huge falling star or fireball moving very slowly towards Earth. Then it stopped and hovered in midair, then rose a couple of feet. Uh, the large UFO emitted a beam from underneath, and five smaller lights ejected out the bottom, and they began to circle around the larger UFO in a circle formation while heading downward towards the Earth in an eastern direction. All right. And uh, <clears throat> that sounds... Uh, 
pretty spectacular, and uh, I'm surprised we haven't heard about it on uh, other news and certainly on a highway where pe- other people might have been uh, traveling. So we're going to look into that a little bit, see if we can out, find out some more about it. But in the meantime, we're pretty much out of time here. So I want to thank our producer, Will Kosnick, and we'll see you next Sunday, August 28th, right here on CBS New Sky Radio and NewSkyRadio.com. Ben and I will welcome for the first time Dr. Joy Pugh for a discussion about the Antichrist. Wow, that actually sounds interesting. Uh, in the meantime, tune into our New England Drive Time show on WON twelve forty AM and ONWorldwide.com at six PM Eastern Time every Monday. And remember you can always get free podcasts of all our shows along with show schedules and guest information at www.behindtheparanormal.com. I like that comment. Hopefully our other shows aren't too boring. No, no, I'm just saying. I he usually say, this sounds like it's going to be an interesting show. So I did, I said it for you. Well, it should be. And I get, we've never, you know, we first started this show, this, when we're almost out of time, but I, I, I was amazed. I thought we'd really run out of things to say, but we never do. This is three years on the air now, and we still have, have topics we've never covered. Yes. Uh, it's pretty amazing. So anyway, stay tuned for the uh, show on the Antichrist here. Uh, I get the impression Dr. Pugh's kind of a true believer, and uh, our theological discussion ought to be most interesting. Anyway, we leave you with a heartbreakingly beautiful quote from Mother Teresa. I have found the paradox that if you love until it hurts, there can be no more hurt, only more love. Thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey, and we will see you next time. <laughs>